And we need to find ourselves uh, doing the same. Uh, when the presence of God comes in the house, uh, it's not time for you to sit around uh, and suck your teeth and look around the room and see what somebody else is doing. Uh, you need to get on the train of glory with God uh, and bow down at his presence uh, because he is God and beside him there is no other. And he demands worship. He demands uh, his glory. Huh? Oh, and he said his glory he will not share with another. Huh? Oh, because he knows who he is. Uh, he knows he's bad. Uh, he knows he's awesome. Uh, he knows he's the almighty. And nobody compares with him. Oh, my God. Huh? And he expects his people, oh, my God, uh, to worship him. I feel this thing already. We don't worship men, but we worship God. To God be the glory for the great things that he has done. Oh, my God. I don't care how good looking the preacher is and how he can, oh, my God, how he can moan and how he can preach on top of the pew. Oh, my God, I don't worship men. I worship God. Oh, my God. Sing like an angel. Oh, you can be anointed and appointed. But I don't bow down to a man. But I bow to the true and living God. Oh, my God. We don't spend so much time bowing down to folk. Oh, pumping up folk. And edifying and magnifying folk name. Instead of the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is a what? Strong tower. The righteous running to it. And they are safe. Oh, I find safety when I worship God. Because when I'm in his presence, it's nothing like it. It's the fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are what? Pleasures. Woo! Forevermore. Oh, my God. The Bible says in the book of Psalms 29 and 2, Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. What worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Oh, my God. See, we got to learn how to appreciate the beauty of holiness. Because everything about God is holiness. Oh, and when you worship God, you worship in him in the beauty of holiness because that's the essence of who he is that's his character is holiness oh my god and the bible says how can we ascend into the hill of the lord oh we can't come any kind of way calling ourselves worshiping god we gotta have clean hands and a pure heart uh, that we can ascend to the hill of the Lord. Uh, God demands clean worship. Yes, clean, clean, clean. Uh, oh my God, arguing and fussing and fighting and then trying to entertain the presence of God. Uh, you on dangerous territory. Uh, you better make sure uh, that you approach a holy God the right way uh, because he don't accept any and everything. Uh, trying to offer him up uh, some worship. Uh, oh my God, uh, and our hands is Oh, we done backbit and we done backslid. Oh, we done acted and cut up a fool. And then try to give God some worship. The devil.
You better make sure that you get your business straight before you get in the presence of God. Because the last thing you want to do is make God angry. You don't want to tick God off by your ways, your actions, your attitude. You got to watch it because he's a holy God and he demands holiness. Woo! My God. Psalms 95 and 6. Uh, oh, come let us worship and do what? Bow down. Uh, let us kneel before the Lord our maker. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, if we had to bow down and kneel now, uh, whoo, my God. Uh, oh, some of us, uh, we look cross-eyed. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, if we actually had to get on our knees, that's a problem now. Oh, uh, the, the folk in the church, uh, oh, their knees, uh, oh, they ain't had enough theology we need to practice some more action of worship huh so it talks about here the word of God worshiping God starts with the knowledge of God how you gonna worship what you don't know you got to be some familiarity of who God is if you're going to call yourself worshiping. Huh? And that's why reading your Bible, that's your knowledge of God. Getting into the word of God because he reveals who he is by his word. Huh? He reveals his character. He reveals his thoughts, his precepts, uh, all of that in his word. So we, that's why some worshiping of God is out of ignorance. You know, when you first got saved, you, you know, you did some things out of ignorance because you were unlearned. Huh? You were unskillful in the word of God as a newborn babe. And God gives you grace to allow you to learn of him. Huh? Meaning lack of knowledge or information. Ah, so there are rules and regulations that started with what? The spoken word. And they were transformed to written laws. So you should be able to see the word working in your life and unfolding right before your eyes. Huh? So, you know, getting knowledge is one thing, but allowing the word to work in you is a whole nother. Because there's a whole lot of knowledgeable folk out there, huh? But they not live in the word, huh? They ain't walking the word. You got to let the word work in you. So uh, we're going to go into a few scriptures here. And uh, let's go to the book of Nehemiah. Because it depicts some beautiful things about worshiping with the word of God. Nehemiah, the eighth chapter. And we'll start reading at verse one and go down to six. Amen. Nehemiah. The eighth chapter. And the Bible says, And all the people gathered themselves together 
as one man, we need to underline that, into the street that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra, the scribe, to bring the book of the law of Moses. They wanted Ezra to bring the word, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. <clears throat> so we already see here that the Spirit of God is dealing with the people already, huh? About the importance of the word of God. The people had gathered together as one man. They were unified together because they needed something from God and they wanted something. See, that's the difference. When you come together because you want something from God and you need something from God, everybody in the place got one mind, one agenda, and our agenda is to get everything that we can from God. Shouldn't be no other agenda. Huh? Not building up your brand or building up your name or your name shining in lights and, you know, so everybody can speak well of you and what you're doing and magnifying you. No, 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 no. It ain't about us. It ain't about you. It ain't about me. That we come together so that we can worship God. That we can get what we need from God. It's one man. And why? So that they could hear the reading of God's word. Do y'all understand how crucial and how important and vital just reading the word of God? We read uh, too many scriptures, Elder, they're going to fall asleep. Hmm? Read too many scriptures, Alfreda, and we're going to lose folks' attention. Because the love of the word of God is not in the hearts of the people. There was a time where we could pay attention long enough. It didn't matter if we read a whole chapter in Bible study. If we read four and five chapters, Elder, it didn't matter because there was a time where we had a heart for God and we were just thirsty and hungry to hear what thus saith the Lord. But now we can't keep your attention for five minutes. Huh? Can't read too many scriptures if we tell you to stand for the word of God so we can read the scriptures. Uh, uh, man, the pastor need to hurry up. Hmm? First lady, elder, y'all reading too many scriptures. I'm ready to sit down. Huh? It's a shame before God uh, that we let our flesh rule. Uh, we let our flesh talk to us. Uh, when you need a spiritual shift, uh, you need a spiritual breakthrough. Uh, you need a miracle. Uh, you need healing and deliverance. Uh, you need something to work on your mind. Uh, get down into your soul uh, and cut some stuff off uh, and mold and make you and shape you. Uh, and you can't pay attention long enough. Uh, you ready to sit down uh, and the reading six verses. Shame on you. And that's why you leave empty. That's why you leave empty. <laughs> Honey, you need your cup full. How many scriptures it take? Oh, you better stand there. And you better lap it up and suck it up. Oh, my God. Oh, it's an honor and a privilege. And we don't understand. It is an honor and a privilege to read the scriptures of God. We don't take it.
get serious. Come on now. All 66. Whew. My God. So the people, uh, they wanted to hear the reading of the word of God. Uh, uh, because that uh, brought in the spirit of worship. Uh, Oh, it starts with the word, saints. Oh, my God. That's why you got to have a space in the service where you have the word in the front of the service and you end it in the, in the end of the service. Word and word. And you have praise and worship in the middle of it. But you got to have God's word in order to worship. There's no worship without the word. You can do ballet all you want to. Huh? Swirl around all you want to. But there is no worship without God's word. Oh, my God. I know y'all don't like first lady this morning. Oh, let's read verse 2. We're in Nehemiah, the 8th chapter, Sister Tina. And Ezra, the priest, he broke the law before the congregation, both of men and women. Hmm? So everybody was included. And all that could hear. Now, y'all need to highlight this. Now, this just kind of blew my mind. All that could hear, Elder, because everybody ain't hearing. With what? Understanding. So not only do you need to hear, but you need to get an understanding of what you're hearing. That is equally important. And a lot of times we hear what's being spoken, but we don't leave with a proper understanding. And then folk leave out elder have caught because they don't got them a handful of scriptures, but didn't get the proper understanding oh my god yes yes absolutely and the people were there to hear not with just the ear but with the heart see that's the difference you gotta be here with your heart saints huh it's not enough for us to just get dressed up and come here every sunday you got to come into the presence of God with your heart. Because God wants heart service. Huh? It's not just the ceremony. The ceremony has its place, but God is looking for the heart to serve him. Hmm. We don't place too much weight on the ceremony and not enough on the heart service. Yes. And so then it says, the ears of all the people were what? Attentive. You got to pay attention because it may be something that is said that will shift your life in a whole nother direction. And if your body is here and your mind is somewhere else, how do you expect to get what you need from God? And a lot of times we're guilty. We come to service and we come to the house of God and our body is in the seat. 
but our mind is somewhere else. And when you could have gotten your deliverance through the spoken word, through the taught word of God, you couldn't get what you needed to shift the direction in your life because your mind wasn't here. Oh, you got to bring your mind, saints. You got to bring your mind. Oh, yes, because our mind needs to be changed. Uh, let this mind be in you, which was what? Also in Christ Jesus. Uh, and in order for us to get that kind of mind, uh, we got to get as much word uh, as we can give. And it's got to be a focus in our life. Huh? Come on here. We got to have a made up mind and a more determined focus like never before. Because let me tell you, there's so many distractions now. <laughs> it is so many distractions that are pulling on the people of God. Huh? They already got the world. They ain't got to pull on them. They got them. Huh? But it's the people of God, the church. Huh? The ones that's been saved for 20, 30, and 40 years. The ones that's trying to do right. The ones that's trying to strive with God. Huh? Those are the ones that he want to get off. Huh? Huh? Throw distractions huh? in your pathway to see will you take the bait. Huh? Oh, yes. Life is just filled now. Filled with distractions. Huh? We got to struggle with the mainstream, with media, and with social media, and, and you know everything that's going on in TV and the news. And it's just so much going on, and you got to push stuff back and cut stuff off. Oh, it's called discipline. We got to discipline ourselves, huh? I, I know it's hard, you know, and it's a challenge uh, because you got to fight you. I got I to gotta fight me every day. I don't know about you. You, you got to fight self. <laughs> if you want to get into the presence of God, honey, you got to come down. You got to come down. You got to fight you. <laughs> My God, because it ain't going to be nothing higher than God. Oh, yes, it's a struggle. It's a struggle every day. We got to fight our flesh because uh, our flesh don't want to do right. Uh, my nasty, stinking flesh, uh, it just don't want to cooperate. It don't want to act right on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Oh, the crookedness and the evil that's in our heart. Uh, oh, that's why we need the word to cut on us uh, or oh, to purge us. Uh, oh, the church don't want to be purged no more. Uh, oh, that's when you let the word really get down in you. Oh my God, and shake some stuff up. Oh my God, and pull some stuff out of you. Woo! Because you got to be ready to get in the presence of God. Ooh, my God. So, I'm going to ask a question here. It talked about the law being brought before the congregation. So it was talking about the book of the law of Moses. And that consisted of five books. Can anybody tell me what those five books are? You know, we in Sunday school, it's all right. Amen. Everybody got that? So that's what the law of Moses is when we talk about the law. 
five books, huh? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. That's what they had. They didn't have the New Testament. They didn't have all that. They had them five books. And if them five books was enough to keep them saying, what's our problem? Five. That's all, that's all they had, Elder. <laughs> and we act like the old and the new can't keep us. We got to search for something new on the scene. We got to go looking after a new doctrine. When the apostles' doctrine and Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone, it should be enough to keep you. What's your problem? What, what, what's the problem? Huh? <laughs> Ain't nothing new. Ain't, ain't no new doctrine. Ain't no new word. Ain't no new revelation. Well, Y'all better stop laughing up this junk that they spitting out. Huh? This new make me feel good stuff. Uh-uh. No. God ain't never entertained your nasty flesh. Never. He ain't never entertained mine. Oh, my God. Five books. Wow, that, that was just kind of mind-blowing. They died. <laughs> so that was Israel's roadmap. That's, that's all they had. Those five books was a roadmap on how to walk with God. Hmm? That was how they were commanded to serve God. That was how they were commanded, Minister Tina, to worship God in the five books. <laughs> and then, if we go further, Sister Tina, the rest of the Old Testament, past the five books now, you got the prophets, you got the kings, you got the chronicles, then you go into the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Then you go into the apostles, the Acts of the Apostles. Then you got all the letters to the different churches, Corinthian church, the Ephesus church. You got the book of James and you got the book. Huh? Come on, Elder. They had to go by the five books. They ain't getting nothing new. Huh? That's it. You either gonna do it that way or you're gonna die. <laughs> Come on, somebody. So you better pay attention to the book. You better pay attention to the roadmap. You wanna know how to serve God and how to worship God, you gotta get into the book. So Ezra was the man responsible. Just giving you a little history here about Ezra. Because we, you know, we don't talk a, a lot about him. We talk a lot about Nehemiah in the book of Nehemiah. But Ezra was the one that was actually responsible for the work. Huh? So he was responsible for having the temple rebuilt. And for returning God's people to worship. And let me tell you something ministers. You be the one. That be responsible for returning the peoples back unto God. 
<laughs> you be the one standing on the wall preaching and teaching truth. I don't care if they number two people in here. God said, well, one or two are gathered in my name. I'll be in the midst. We get too concerned about all the particulars. You just do the call. You do what God assigned you to do. And you do it with all your heart, all your mind, and all your strength. To the hearts of the people. <laughs> because that is your ultimate assignment. Not for you to stand up here and look deep and cute. <laughs> oh, Woo, my God. Ezra, he had a concern and a care for the word of God. Because he was a scribe, he was the one somebody that copied the Bible by hand. We don't even like take notes. Hmm? Hmm? Can't find a pen? You ain't got no paper? Huh? I'm, I'm looking around. Hmm? Where your pen and paper at? L, huh? And then when you take notes, do you go home and read them? Do you sit down at your table and read? Huh? Do you lay there in your bed and just read over your notes? Huh? Because that's when it really starts soaking in. And that's when you really have time to think about it, Middle Satina, huh? Come on, somebody. This man wrote the word of God by hand. That's what a scribe is. Huh? We can't write five minutes cramping up. We tired. Huh? Y'all wouldn't have lasted. We wouldn't have lasted. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Elder, we wouldn't have lasted. <laughs> Them men were so dedicated, they just sat there and wrote all that. They just wrote the word, just wrote it. Huh? That required some dedication. Can we say we dedicated like that today? We done got so wishy-washy. Huh? We done got so cold, Elder. There's just coldness, a cold spirit in the church. My God. That man was devoted till he wrote it by hand. And not only that, he was a priest as well. So this man operated as a scribe and a priest. Oh, let's go to the next verse. It's going to get real juicy here. We're on verse 3, I think. Yeah. And he read, we're in Nehemiah, the 8th chapter, for those that just came in. Nehemiah 8. And he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the what? Morning until midday. Oh, that canceled us out right there. You mean to tell me we're going to read the word from morning to midday? That's at least six hours. We can't read for five minutes. That was some dedication, Elder. That was some hungry right there. Them folk were hungry and thirsty. Don't tell me you hungry and thirsty and you can't even read the scriptures. You can't stand on your feet for God. Oh, you can't pour yourself in the service of God. You can't pay attention and bring your whole heart and your mind along with your body. Don't tell me you're devoted. Six hours, Sister Leach. Unheard of in this day. Unheard of with our sanctified self. And we 
so sanctified and we so satisfied. Ain't that what we say? We sanctified and satisfied. Huh? Yeah. We satisfied. But all these churches, you got one on every corner now. They, they popping them up like easy more. You got a church here, church, church, church. You know, whatever you flow with, that whatever you want to do, you just go hop here, hop there. But can't read the scriptures. <laughs> can't get into the word of God. Can't stand the meat of God's word. Can't stand a strong word from God. So we can wishy-washy. So unstable in our ways. Our lives are so unstable now. Oh, we can't get a breakthrough. Can't get delivered. Can't get a miracle. And we wonder why. <laughs> My God. Will you just let that word, let that scripture soak in. They read the word from the break of day before the sun even came up in the sky. Until midday. And we think we done done something. We ain't done nothing. They put us to shame. This present day holiness. This present day sanctified church. This present. Put us to shame. Not from six to noon. Yes, sir. <laughs> six to noon. That, that's just my glory. And read, what did it say next? You hear that? Before the men and the women and those that could understand, in the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. They were attentive for that long. Not only did they just read, but they paid attention for six hours. We would have had to have breakfast, a snack, lunch break, four bathroom breaks. Come on now. We couldn't pay attention, Deacon. Y'all let that soak in. This ain't nothing about they had these fancy conventions because, you know, y'all living in the day, y'all love conventions. Hmm? They ain't got nothing going on. God ain't moving in none of it. <laughs> if it was a mighty move of God, you hear about hundreds and thousands of people being baptized in his name and being filled with the Holy Ghost. We just having coffee and cupcakes. If God was moving in it, where is the souls being added to the kingdom? I'm just asking the question. Y'all, this, this just blew my mind. Just letting it soak in my spirit like, wow. We've been wasting a whole bunch of time, Minister Karina, doing nothing. And getting nothing done. And thought we was really doing something. Thought we was having a time. Huh? <laughs> wow. Let's read the next scripture. The scribe stood upon a... He stood where? In who? 
of wood. It wasn't no plexiglass. Huh? Wasn't no solid gold. Wasn't fancy about it. You know, we, we got the luxuries now. And the thing about it, Elder, the people built the pulpit for the man of God. I'm telling you, y'all, this word blew my mind. <laughs> The people built the pulpit of wood because they respected and reverenced God's word so that they wanted the word to be pushed up. What? I feel like turning the flip right there. Huh? Then nothing else was important but the word. Y'all hear that? Not so it can be a three-ring circus up there and folks up there show-flowing and showboating like they so big and deep and bad because uh, they got a little piece of an anointing uh, and swagging their name bishop and apostle and all of Ain't got no lifestyle, no goods behind it. Oh, flashing the titles, uh, but the lifestyle is lacking. Is not 
God, please. Wonder why, Elder, God is cleaning house from the pulpit to the door. Oh my God, because you got to watch it. Because God is very particular. He is mindful of everything that go on in his house. He's mindful before you even knock the door. He knows what's in your spirit. He knows what your mind is entertaining. He knows your motives. He knows your actions. He knows it all. And we got to be mindful and be careful how we entertain ourselves in the house of God. Careful. <laughs> oh, this is this under my spirit. My God. So they built the pulpit. Oh, my God. It was a platform so the word could be heard. It showed reverence and respect for God's word. It was higher than anything and anybody. That means the sacredness. Huh? The people knew that the reading of the scriptures was sacred. Hmm? People don't even take reading scriptures sacred no more. We appreciate it. Just sit there and read. Life ain't nothing. Hmm? Reading like you read your little fairy tale story. <laughs> You don't even read it with no fire, no fur, but read so dry. Huh? I ain't never been in church. I have been in church all my life. I have been around holding this church when I was a little kid. They've seen the fire and the smoke, a cloud of smoke of God in the house of God. I done heard elder when I done followed elder and mother young holding this churches. When they read the word of God, they read it with so much fire and passion and so much heart that just the reading of the word of God shifted the whole service. Had folks falling out and shouting before the preacher even started preaching. Just reading the scriptures. Tell you we don't take it serious now. We're not taking it serious enough. We don't let we don't let it just drop to the ground. The seriousness of what we do. <laughs> oh my God. So they want to make sure that the man of God was free to read the scriptures to the people. And there was a picture that I saw. When the man of God was in the pulpit, the people, because they were in the street, they weren't in the church. They were all lined up. It was just like a crowd of men and women, and they were just laid out. led up to elder was revival. See, that's what we need is word revival. Huh? That is what the church is in need of. When we pray to God, we need to pray to God that we have a word revival. Because that's the only thing that's going to help us through this uh, persecution that's getting ready to come up. You got to have some word in you, honey. Go ahead, elder. Be like Paul. Paul 
preached so long and preached so hard that man yeah. fell off the wall. Man fell off neck. the wall, broke his neck. And Paul went down and touched the touched man, the and, man brought him back to life. and brought him back to life. So God ain't gonna kill you from 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 His word. Absolutely, absolutely. Verse four. Ezra the scribe stood upon a pool with wood which they made for the purpose. And beside him stood Mattathiah, Shema, Aniah, Uriah, Hilkiah, Manasseh, and on his right hand and on his left hand. Y'all hear that? So he had the people supporting what he was doing. Mm -hmm. So y'all should get with the preacher. You should appreciate how you eat every week. Huh? Come on here. Padiah, Mishael, Malchijah, Hashum, Hashbadana, Zechariah, and Meshalom named all these people, huh? That supported the man of God. You better hope your name is in the number for supporting the man of God. <laughs> y'all don't think God takes no good. Yeah, y'all list. Of everybody that supports the man of God. Be careful. <laughs> you better be on the Lord's side. Who's on the Lord's side? Huh? I support the work, God. That's what you're telling him. When you support what's coming forth from the pulpit. Yes, God, I hear you. I'm paying attention and I love it. And I want to hear more and I want more. And I support it. Not keeping a mess in the background and not going out in the parking lot talking about getting on the telephone and trying to have. Did you hear what he said? Did you hear? You ain't supporting. <laughs> oh, yeah, they do that. Better watch yourself. Better saying that you hear what God said through him. Exactly. Because it's what thus saith the Lord through the man of God. Huh? Because he's his mouthpiece. He is the male man. Huh? Y'all get mad at the mailman when he deliver y'all checks and y'all your bills and y'all little circulars, y'all get your coupons and y'all get mad at the mailman. Bills. Yeah. Uh-huh. What you get mad for? You made them. What, what, what you mad for? You knew you went out and bought all that stuff and you didn't have the money. What, what, what you mad for? You knew you were going to have to pay for it. What folks get mad for? You pay one month at a time. Huh? What you getting mad at the mailman for? That's bringing you the word of life. Huh? That's trying to pour into your spirit, man. Huh? That's trying to help you. Huh? That's trying to give you faith huh? and strength huh? and hope for the journey. What you getting mad for? That's to help you. <laughs> So on the right hand and the left hand, the man of God 
and men supporting the ministry. So support is very crucial. It helps encourage huh, the leaders because leaders also need to be encouraged. We all make it about us being encouraged, but our leaders also need to be encouraged because they go through hell and high water. <laughs> they go through the fire. Y'all think y'all going through something? Huh? Your little stuff. Ain't nothing. <laughs> Walk a day in the man of God's shoes. Whoop, 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 whoop. It's some tough stuff, Elder. It's some tough stuff. Walk a day in Moses' shoes. I don't think you want to. <laughs> and we can't even do faithful preaching and teaching, Elder. We can't even stand up and do the call. Huh? Can't be committed and dedicated. Woo! Woo! Walk a day in Moses' shoes, Sister Leach, and see how much you got to whine and complain about. Huh? Oh, you think you got it bad, sis? Hmm? No. You ain't gonna do nothing. <laughs> Walk a day in the apostle's shoes. You think you got it so bad. Wow. <laughs> oh, we talking about perspective here, ain't we, Elder? It comes with a different perspective. Yeah, uh, when you put yourself in somebody else's shoes and you stop whining and complaining about your own problem and your own life, uh, and you see what the man of God. The requirements of God. Because he holds them to a high standard. Yes, ma'am. Ah! Y'all don't, don't get it. <laughs> oh, my God. The support of the work. God is checking it. He's checking how you support. Huh? He's checking huh, how you build up the man of God. Huh? He's checking huh, your dedication to the work, the ministry right here where he put you up under. Not somebody else's down the street and around the corner. That's their work. Huh? You got to be committed to where you up under, where you get fed at, where you get taught, huh? where you get trained. Oh, well. Let's go support Ichabod and them church over there off of Canaan Street. And then I'll come 30 minutes late to my own church. Huh? And we think God is pleased with that. <laughs> Speaking of support, come on. there was a time where Israel was God. That's right. Hands falling. They started losing. And they had to pour his arms up. That's in right. In order for Israel. In order for battle. Israel to win the battle. It was Aaron and Ur. So that's Bible. For the leaders to be supported. Huh? Even Apostle Paul. He talked about them that supported him when he went and evangelized from city to city. And he went through some hell and hot water, <laughs> trying to run him out of town, beating him with many stripes, left him for dead. All this that he had to go through just to get the gospel out. Huh? Preaching Jesus. Oh, he was doing preaching Jesus. 
he named the names of the men that supported him. And he also named the ones that didn't support him too. <laughs> yeah, and the women. Priscilla, uh-huh, the seller of purple, took the apostles in her house. Huh? There was a lot of women that supported the work, and there was a lot of men of God that supported the work. Aquila. Huh? There was a lot of people that supported the work. Huh? Yes, they had opposition. He named those that supported and the ones that didn't. Oh, my God. So the ministry of God's word, that is crucial for worship. It's crucial, y'all. It has great effect when the people see the men supporting the work. That's what they got to see. When people come, they got to see that you into it, that you are eating well and that you nourished up and that you love your church and you love and appreciate where God has placed you. These folk don't want to come in here and you sit there like you ain't getting nothing and you just looking at your watch and ready to go. Huh? You falling asleep? Can't pay attention? Huh? Got an ugly look on your face? You ain't got no joy? Huh? These folk don't want to come follow Jesus with you? You ain't got no smile, no joy, no excitement, no enthusiasm. And you think people going to follow Jesus when looking at you? Show you paying attention to the teacher. 
Huh? We don't even have no posture of expectation, Elder. Huh? We don't even come expecting nothing from God. You can tell how our she is, Minister Coco. We come in here all slouchy. Sometimes I think we need some sticks to prop folk up. Huh? Sit up. Huh? Wake up. Huh? We need a stick, Deacon, to prop some of them up. Don't even have a spirit of expectancy. Because, <laughs> honey, when God is speaking, I'm at attention. When God is speaking, honey, that's the time for you to be at attention. Full attention. Have some good posture of expectancy. Woo! You get to talking about blessing, eyes pop open like headlights. Yeah. You get to talking about God blessing with some money and some checks. They're going to run around the church seven times. Huh? But the minute that the strong meat of God's word to reprove, to rebuke with all long suffering and doctrine come from the pulpit. Yeah, he meddling. He all in my business. Huh? You better be glad, glad, glad that God is in your business, honey. Because <laughs> he don't have to deal with you. Uh, he don't have to deal with me. He don't have to fool with my crazy self. Uh, he don't have to fool with your crazy, oh my God, your stiff-necked, rebellious self. Your mean, cold, nasty self. Uh, oh, I was just destitute itself. He don't have to deal with us. Because we just evil. Our deeds is evil. Our hearts are evil. And desperately wicked. You better be glad he's staring in your Kool-Aid. With your self-righteous self. When your righteousness is a filthy rag before God. Be glad he's stirring in it. <laughs> yeah, God, stir in my Kool-Aid. Get in my neighborhood. Get in my neck of the woods. Oh, because I need you, Jesus, to work on me. Work with me. Deal with my crazy mind. All this junk in my spirit. Purge me. Clean me. Wash me. Sanctify me with that word. Because your word is true. Stir in my suit, God. Get this crazy stuff out of me. Because my flesh is reeking and acting a fool. You better be glad God's sending you a word. You want to worship God without God telling you something. And I'm here to tell you, you ain't going to worship God without God telling you about yourself. Jesus. God got the right to tell you about yourself, to tell you about your ways, to tell you some stuff that'll blow your mind. He saw it. 
He saw. <laughs> he saw it. That look you had in your eyes. That proud look. <laughs> My God. That rebellion. You think you're rebelling against the man of God? No, you're rebelling against God. <laughs> huh? You think you're getting frustrated with the man? No, you're frustrated with God because he's telling you about yourself. And you don't like to be told about yourself. I believe Paul said it was carnal. Carnal? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know I done messed up, Elder. We were supposed to be talking about worshiping the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Huh? We, we supposed to have a flag swinging it. Worship the Lord. In the beauty of huh? oh, sis, y'all think that's worship. <laughs> See, this generation that got completely off. Huh? Completely. No clue. <laughs> did, 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 did they help somebody near my eight? Hopefully. Yes, ma'am. Hopefully that'll help, y'all. Put it in perspective. And so I'm going to read these last two verses, five and six. Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. Why? Because he was in the pulpit, and that's the way God designed it. Huh? And when he opened it, the people did some action, Elder. They stood up. So when you hear the usher say, for the reading of God's word, that's Bible. What's wrong with you standing? You stand on your feet at work. Lay out. Mom, kids, play. You stand in water, Mom. That's your mom. Huh? What's wrong with you standing for the word? Uh, then the next verse. And Ezra blessed the Lord. Y'all hear that? The great God. And all the people, not some of them, not half of the congregation, all the people answer. Amen, amen. We're lifting up their hands. How many times y'all lifting your hands in church? Hmm? That's actions of worship. service being lazy. God is not accepting your laziness in here. Not accepting it, Elder. Uh-uh. No. You done gave six days out there to everybody else. You done gave all your energy, your time, and you done did this, that, and the other. And then on the seventh day, you present yourself to God. We want to present ourselves. 
seu opinião. 